Here we go. Okay, we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. <clears throat> All right, good morning, friends, and thank you so much for joining us. My apologies for my very uh, messed up voice today, and I've been slightly under the weather <laughs> since last week. Uh, before last, uh, actually last week, Tuesday, you know, before we went live, I did like a, a quick video. I was like, I was so exhausted. There was so much going on and I knew it. And of course, you know, starting Wednesday, I was literally down. <laughs> uh, but in any case, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, for those of you <clears throat> returning to see the show, um, welcome back. And if you are new to the show and first time joining us, please uh, give us a little thumbs up or a little note in the in the comments so you know you've just joined us. Um, I want to encourage you all to to go ahead and subscribe or like the page depending on uh, which platform you're you're using to watch the show. Um, so that way, whenever we we schedule our next session, you'll know that you'll get the notifications. Um, <clears throat> Uh, just a quick introduction. My name is Maureen Turistian. I'm a, a CPA and a, also a Chartered Magic Global Accountant. Um, I'm an experienced auditor and CFO, um, a CPA advisor, and a transformation coach. Um, I've authored a couple of books, you know, um, and I've put the links in, in, in below. And uh, <clears throat> just because of my voice, I'm going to skip through, um, you know, some sections here, and then just to mention. Uh, quickly, um, um, you know, the, the reason I, I you know, um, I like to call myself, and this is a question that came up last time, um, is the CPA uh, advisor and transformation coach is because I use my valuation MT methodology to, you know, transform businesses for that are uh, reach their first million to their 10 million and more. So um, today, as usual, I'm joined by my featured guest and my uh, my, my uh, partner, and as, as it relates to all tax stuff, it's Mr. Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Thanks for being here, Pedro. Good, <coughs> Good morning. Uh, so I'm going to relieve you. Thank <laughs> you. Your is completely gone. Yes. Uh, no, I like to take over. You're, you're a true warrior. You're here, <laughs> even... Uh, so I, I, I give you kudos for that. Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, so, yes, good morning. And uh, Pedro Gonzalez, business and tax strategist, uh, over 20 plus years uh, of experience and uh, bringing uh, to our clients is the value on lowering the, their taxes, improving their cash flow and developing exit strategies as uh, you know, how we can help uh, you and, and, uh, and how we help our clients in maximizing learning the rules of the game so then they don't get hurt in the process we yes. have a, a very, uh, clear path of uh, uh, tax uh, uh, wise uh, uh, business owners and that's what we educate uh, help them access to information that can make uh, better decisions uh, we worked on the in ebook the link is being provided i'm also working yes. on the on a, on a book for S corporation owners and taxation. There's some great uh, opportunities in there and how to utilize it properly to lower your taxes. And today's awesome. topic is going to be an interesting one. So, very interesting topic yeah, today. Yeah. Just a little reminder of some of the, the discussions we've had in the past so that you know, your audience can always check back the other videos is that we've talked about self-employment related taxes we've talked about you know importance of bookkeeping and making sure your records are are, are kept well um and 
some business strategies we've talked about um, the past in recent episodes we've talked about you know and then this is part of the series of tax planning and we talked about you know how we use life insurance policies sometimes retirement plans and of course today's really really most interesting uh, you know conversation is how investments and cryptocurrency is going to play a role in tax planning so there's some new regulations coming up and i'm so excited to hear from pedro and all the nuances that we're getting down the line uh, regarding especially cryptocurrency uh stage yeah. is not yours pedro <laughs> yeah no this is an interesting topic <laughs> interesting yeah because we have had uh conversations about this and again uh, uh, i think a lot of people are gonna get some uh you know, like I was telling you before, some nasty <laughs> yeah. surprises uh, when it comes to the cryptocurrencies. You know, the the um, what happened is that in essence that the there has been a lack of uh, uh, of uh, uh, documentation and uh, guidance from the IRS, and that has caused a lot of the, the I guess in, in essence the non-compliance. Uh, right. You know, I think that the first uh, 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 guidance that was. Uh, issue was the IRS notice in 2014 it was the first time that the IRS kind of started diving into this topic and then in 2019 they issued a further guidance about and clarification on the topics of uh, the cryptocurrencies but even as of today the topic still unclear there's still some areas that's not very clear yet and so they're still being worked out now one thing the, of interest is that and that why I have, uh, and you know, I'm glad that we're going to discuss this is because yes. the IRS, and especially in the, in the recent uh, budget, you will notice that the, IR, uh, the IRS received uh, something somewhere around, the, I can't remember the exact number right now, top of my head, but about $70 billion of, uh, of additional dollars. And when you look into into the, the how those dollars are going to be used, you will see that uh, a good portion of that is going to be enforcement, which is in essence uh, IRS audits, uh, Right. And, and the other area is a technology in particular to address the, the topic of cryptocurrencies. So you can see, and the IRS has been very vocal about, you know, pursuing the, this topic. And they know, you know, we, you and I have talked about this uh, uh, in the yes. past, is that due to the, the increases, uh, like, for example, the couple trillion dollar uh, programs that have been passed, how are they going to pay for it? Well, they need more dollars, and they know that the the there is a this access to some uh, uh, that they know there's not being reported, and that's right, right. So they're going to go heavy into the taxation of that. So, but what I, what I wanted to kind of focus today in in particular, you know, I mean, there's a lot that we can be talking about, but one of the things at least I wanted to bring some awareness to, uh, to the people listening is that the problem is that the lack of uh, assistance or, or, you know, for example, take uh, the, the traditional, uh, somebody that invests in the stock market, you know what I mean, you have your mutual funds, you have the, the traditional brokerage firm. Yeah. What happens is at the end of the year, you receive this form, uh, the annual right. summary, the 1099B, and right. you give that to your tax preparer, you know, you're done, you know what I mean? So yes. you're, you're there tracking my movements, absolutely exactly so then you're, you're done you know what i mean and then this is your basis in cases let's say that the the brokerage may have goofed up well i rely on their on them to provide me the information this right. was reported to the irs so in essence you you know you're, you're being uh kind of removed from the responsibility sure of tracking 
the movements of, of that of those investments. Now that doesn't exist with crypto. And as of today, the the crypto exchanges have no obligation of sending the, that type of summaries to you. They're not right. reporting to the IRS as of right now. So that kind of leaves it up to 100% on your hands to calculate, to report uh, those those, uh, those transactions. So you can That's see that, that the burden now falls 100% on you. Right, right, right. That's now, that's heavy, heavy load for exactly. a taxpayer to track all of that. Exactly. Yes. And so what you're going to find the biggest problem is the calculation of, you know, what exactly is taxable and how much is the gain? Because all of these are moving. You know I mean? And there's people out there that are, you know, buying, selling, buying, selling, buying, selling. So how do you track that? Yes. How, you know, how are you going to be calculating those, those uh, gains and losses? Um, there's some new developments of softwares out there that are helping, uh, you know, alleviate some of that. But again, it's still up to you to track that uh, and report it. So, uh, again, the, one of the, the biggest challenges, you know, what I kind of wanted to focus today is the taxable event. And this is something sure. people get themselves confused. And the reason is, and then I think a lot of the confusion is because it refers as a virtual currency. You know, currency, you know, when you're buying with your dollars, every time you're buying, you know, that the, if, for example, if you take a, a hundred dollar bill and you give it to me and I give it two fifty dollar bills, it's not a taxable event. Right. All exactly. We did, all we did. Is a, we yeah, did. it's exact same amount. It's just being transferred in a different uh, currency type. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, as of today, that event does not cause it. Even if you go, for example, when you go to another country, and you exchange it for, you know, pesos right. or right. whatever, that event in itself is not, a, it, all you have done is an exchange of a currency right. for the currency. Right. So, but when you come into the, the world of the crypto, uh, the IRS, and especially in 2019, made it very clear that, uh, that uh, virtual currencies are are going to be taxed for tax purposes uh it's going to be taxed as as properties um so that changes the dynamics it's no longer gonna you know they made it very clear so now nobody can claim oh i didn't know it, it is you know they made it very clear that it's going to be taxed as property and that changes because now what happens it, it raises some questions you know for example let's take a scenario of somebody that bought uh, let's say, for example, it bought a Bitcoin for ten thousand when it was a ten thousand dollars a Bitcoin. So you bought it for ten thousand, and now let's assume that it's fifty thousand. So and you're gonna sell it. Let's make it very yeah. simple. You know, so now you have forty thousand dollar gain, and it will be treated as if you would have sold ten thousand dollars worth of uh, a stock. No, no, no difference. You, know, you report it on your Schedule D, and you. You pay your capital gain on that so that's a very straightforward transaction now yeah. but what happens when you take uh let's say a a, a certain currency that uh one of this very you probably have heard a lot the Deutsche coin uh <laughs> or get so excited with it <laughs> and let's say that you instead of selling the the, the fifty thousand dollars worth of, of bitcoin let's mm -hmm. say that you took that and exchanged it for uh Deutsche coins what happens there? Remember, we were talking before. Yeah. You're exchanging two two similar. Two, yeah. yeah. What happens there? Well, uh, the answer to that it is taxable. And this is a, 
exactly. We caught some people uh, by surprise because they were thinking, well, I'm exchanging virtual currency for virtual currency. I have not taken the money to my possession. All I did is I got exchanging dollars for pesos. No, they're saying, no, it is it is uh, it is an exchange of property and it will be taxable. Now, some people have reached out to me and say, well, well, then, okay, if it's property, then why don't we use uh, Section uh, 1031 like we do for real estate? You know, sure. you can sure. exchange a building for another building and say, okay, well, I'm deferring the gain that I would have had to recognize if I would have sold it, I'm going to pass it to my new property. Sure. Well, the IRS just recently, 2017, is something, again, it kind of probably got, went unnoticed, and that is that they made it clear that 1031 is for real property meaning real estate actually right exactly tangible it's it's it's, exactly yeah and so again people kind of a lot of people didn't catch on that until later and probably just until now people start to realize 1031 does not apply and they may you know probably very intentional on this they excluded they carved out virtual currencies from 1031 because then 2019 the the uh, in 2000 i'm sorry 2014 they said that the IRS said it was going to be taxed as, as, as property. Got it. In their mind of people thinking, well, well then it's, it's almost like real estate. Like a real estate property. Exactly. It, <laughs> it, 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 this is what's causing confusion because one, it's not currency. And number two, it's going to be taxed for property, but it does not qualify for 1031. So. In, in essence, it, all all the movement that you're going to be doing with uh, with the 1031, I'm sorry, with the virtual currency is taxable because now, in an example I just gave you, the first mm-hmm. one, if you just simply sold it, it's it's very clear, straightforward. You have right. to right. The question becomes again when you start exchanging from one currency to another, it also is going to be taxable, and then you're going to have a taxable event in there that you have to now recognize. Now you move to another situation that happens, and let's say you, now you took the, your your virtual currency and you bought I don't know now with the the past uh, Black uh, Friday savings and you decided let me buy a, a new team. <laughs> they accept uh, bitcoins, right? Now again, you're thinking <laughs> currency. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, right, right. Nowadays, they even they even have uh, credit cards, uh, debit cards. Uh, you know, they access my account. I'm not even. Uh, going into my exchange anymore i'm actually going and giving into my uh, uh merchant a, a make it even simpler now i can go and swipe this card the only mm-hmm. thing is it's accessing my my virtual currency uh account right that's, right that's, that's, a, that's a taxable event for you so um, not only you're going to be end up paying sales tax on the oh wow so yeah i mean it's almost like enforcing even to an except almost excessively right like to make sure like everything goes into through the system okay. instead of being decentralized like we were talking about earlier yeah, exactly. uh crypto and all of that is uh decentralized so it's not going through the banking system yeah and then you you have to now you're getting into a situation of, of let's say for example paying for for services or, or goods you know what i mean uh not only that my my example of, of the of the tv but like you know services you know what sure. I mean? uh, let's say that you have a, a somebody that would accept a professional accepting a virtual currency as a form of payment then again it's a taxable event for the person paying 
uh, and also is ordinary income for the individual receiving. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. They have to be taxed on that for as an ordinary income. Right. So those, <laughs> again, events that are, that are happening that at times that they don't kind of, kind of re realize that what is happening, because again, all of this is, is digital. I mean, it's happening and is, is moving so fast that they're not realizing. And this is what I'm saying that they're going to get some nasty surprises. Uh, other events that happens uh, for those are really heavy into the uh, into the uh, cryptocurrencies is something called forks, uh, and this is also causing a a situation of uh, concern because what happens in those, especially what they call the hard forks, is that when they're gonna in essence kind of think about if you recall uh, in the stock world that we call the stock splits. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and those are very common now. But the, in the case of uh, uh, currency, these virtual currencies, what happens is that they'll give you uh, a new set of currencies as part of this hard fork. <laughs> now, you didn't buy it. Right. So you didn't buy it. it. So, but now you're receiving this new set of uh, currency uh, because of this, what they call the hard fork, in. What happens now is that you receive this currency and it's also a taxable event for you. And not only that, it's ordinary income. It's not it's not capital gain. <coughs> it's ordinary income. Uh, you also have situations like uh, when a, if nowadays that they're also earning interest uh, on some of these accounts, on these uh, virtual currencies, the interest you're earning on those it's also taxable, just like ordinary income, just like a, uh, if you would have a, a bank account. So you 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 have interest income on those. Uh, the other one that you hear about is staking. In essence, they give you quote unquote rewards for buying a specific currency. And so when you buy those XYZ currency, they'll say, well, Marie, if you buy this one, we're going to give you a reward. A certain, you know, point zero 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 one, uh, you know, okay. So, but the point of that is that 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 you're receiving as a reward is also taxed. <laughs> wow, so, that's, that's definitely very intricate. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's um, it's yeah, a lot of things that most people don't don't know. I mean, you know, I think maybe they they're more aware of the 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 first example you gave us, but the rest of them, I mean, you know, that's that's a lot. To, to yeah. for an average taxpayer to kind of track all of these things. Correct. <clears throat> and you can see that, that uh, especially now when the IRS is going to become more aggressive in the pursuit of these sure. events, is that you can see the possibility uh, for these taxpayers to have, like I said, some nasty surprises uh, of, uh, of this kind of uh, audits and then having to report uh, money mm -hmm. that they probably did not realize. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna say the individual that basically has really had no clue. I mean, there was no guidance. Right. right. So, in uh, as of right now, you know, there's no, you know, what I suspect that probably what could happen is that they issue some kind of amnesty program. They have done in some other areas, and so it's possible that they're gonna give some people some a chance. And I'm not saying this. I know as a matter of fact. I'm just saying based on my experience when I see. Sure. There be uncertainties, on clarity about something. They might say, "Well, we're going to give an amnesty program to allow you to come on board, and you right, voluntarily." Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Now that we have the guidance, we're going to allow you to go back, correct, 
and you voluntarily report it, and we're gonna then uh, either in some cases uh, there's a period where they say we will not penalize you, and then after so many years after of the right. care program, we start we're gonna give you a reduced amount, and then after that we cut it off. But after that, man, we're gonna <laughs> go after you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So those are you know a couple couple things uh, to keep in mind that can you know again uh, make a make a, a, a give a surprise uh, to some people. Uh, yeah. But finally, you know, the other thing to keep in mind that there's because on the same way that there is taxation, there's opportunity for tax planning. Sure. And, you know, a couple of things. One, at least one thing to keep in mind, gifts of cryptocurrency is is treated the same way as gifts of cash yes. or property. I mean, it's not a tax. The limit is the same. Correct. So the gift, okay. you know, you're receiving the, the, the currency is not taxable, uh, right. which again, provide some opportunity for for uh, planning uh, uh, charity uh, there's some good opportunities uh, you know but I think that that might be a discussion for another day and if sure. anybody is interested just to yes. give us a call you know what I mean yes. because there's some Absolutely. good opportunities and especially in the area of uh, charitable uh, setting up uh, uh, charitable trusts uh, as, as a vehicle uh, because uh, one you can end up doing some good with those gains you can still have access to the funds and there's some strategies in here because some people think no but if i give it to the trust and it's gone and i'm still too young to 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 you know i, I would like to to you the bottom line that there's this strategies in there that can be set up for those individuals that let's say have amassed a certain amount of uh cryptocurrencies sure. and, and especially the, the the potential for gains and what do i do now you know what I mean? So there, right. there's strategies out there that can help out those uh, individuals to reduce uh, and, and still have access. And this is the key that you can still have access to those funds and enjoy a portion of that uh, today. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a really great point because, um, you know, gifting through crypto. I mean, there's um, I've noticed a few not for profits that are actually signed up to receive either like investment yeah. as donation or crypto as yeah. well. So that's a great point that you brought up. I, I, I really appreciate yeah. that. And, yeah. and, the, and the gifting limit is still 13.2 or has it changed yeah. for 2021? No, no, yeah, it's still, uh, uh, I kind of, I'm drafting a, a, a <laughs> here, but yeah, still, you know, it follows the same guidance of, of the right. rules. Uh, yeah. So. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then um, for our viewers that you know might want to try to put together some kind of a tracking system of you know what would you recommend them to you know to use or if like you mentioned a few softwares, but if they let's say if softwares they can't get it, but what they can do themselves to kind of track if they started here now in 2021 and hopefully it's not too far back, but just to be ahead of the game when the irs may come back like you said they may ask for okay you know we're going to give you an opportunity to join and then put, you know voluntarily report this what can they do now to start maybe going back and you know tracking those that that information uh, maybe in excel or something simple like that that they could just say okay date uh, purchase something you know as as best they can yeah and, uh, and that's something that the we can certainly assist uh, uh, those individuals that it becomes overwhelming, you know what I mean? But let's sure. say, for example, somebody that, that wants to do it on their own. Yeah, you can use uh, uh, Excel models uh, that some people even use for the stock uh, exchanges. Uh, sure, trade, okay. You know, where you basically, you know, track uh, at least as a minimum track when you purchased uh, the, 
yeah. the, the coin, the date, the amount, and the quantity of the units that you bought. And the reason sure. the units is important because you because of the virtual currency, you know, the, the Bitcoins, you can buy 0 0.001, uh, you know what I mean? And then you can trade a 0 0.00001, you know what I mean? So it's important <laughs> to track uh, the units. So then sure. you can at least say, well, I bought this Bitcoins uh, back in 2013, uh, you know, I bought, uh, you know, because of the Bitcoin, we're not trading whole units all the time. You know what I mean? We can be trading fractions. And because of that, it's important to, to determine how many units you bought and how many of those original units. Let's say you bought 10 Bitcoin way back when they were really cheap. Now sure. you have 10 of them, but then you're not trading today 10 of them. And especially when we're going to get into the uh, utilizing them to pay for services, pay for, uh, go to the grocery store and buy and swipe out that card. Is that it's not taking a whole Bitcoin. What it's taking is a fraction of that. Understood. So which one are you taking? You know what I mean? Are you taking the first wow. one? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that could, that, that's, that's very complicated. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? It's, 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 you know, there is accounting just for that. You know what I mean? The, uh, to track those uh, movements in the world of the cryptocurrency. Now, a lot of the major exchanges, you know, just to name, uh, for example, uh, Coinbase as one of them, uh, you know, uh, you're going to find a Binance as another one. Most of the larger ones are going to have, uh, uh, they're going to provide you the information you're going to be needing, meaning at least uh, the, the transactions okay. sure. that, that, that sure. at least went through that exchange. And that can help you build up your, 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 um, your accounting. Understood. Understood. Yeah, because uh, right. So then, that that sounds like a, a like a bank statement type of thing where they give you some kind of a transactional list. This is yeah. all the different things that happen. Yeah, okay. What you, what you purchased, what you sold, what you exchanged. Because again, it's not only what you purchased or sold, but then any kind of movement between uh, currency one, you moved that into currency another two. currency. Yeah. Right. Right. So or any split or anything like that. Understood. Understood. Well, this was a very. Uh, exciting conversation i mean um yeah. it, it's definitely very intricate and um i i really uh, hope our in, uh, viewers really enjoyed this and i'm sure i mean this was really deep conversation i don't think uh this type of conversation is happening anywhere else you know everybody said talks about the, the purchasing and sale and the 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 value growing and all that, but no one's talking about the real difficulty in accounting and taxation of, of virtual currency. And you know, I'm I, you know I'm I'm so glad we, we covered it uh, today. So um, I'm looking to see if there's any questions from the audience that we may answer. There's no questions at this time. All right, we're getting very uh, close to the. <clears throat> um, end of the show. Any other other last thoughts, Pedro? No, no, no. You know the the uh, again. Keep in mind that the it, it is a, a the, ta the taxability of it. If you have questions, just to contact. I mean, that's yeah. the thing you can do. If you in, in doubt, just contact. Yeah. If you want ideas for tax planning or how to mitigate some of the impact of the taxation, but Absolutely. again, that has to be done before. You know, if you already sold it, it's sold. You cannot undo it. It's just uh, if you have the. A concern. Let's say, hey, I have this amount of money uh, building building up in uh, in a certain currency. Sure. And I would like to see how can I minimize uh, my taxation. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And of course, you know, we can help them out not only uh, 
with the tax planning but if you just want to and just a current estimate of where you are at with your taxes you know those are also areas that we can help out before the end of the year we only have a few more months left before we have an opportunity to make some certain actions so um if you are wondering what you should do you know go ahead and give us a call and we'll be very happy to help you out all right with that said with my voice completely almost gone uh, i know, I know. <laughs> uh, i'd like to say thank you so much for our viewers Pedro. thank you so much for for joining me every thursday um on these really exciting you know tax accounting and business strategy discussions and uh we will continue the conversation next week see you all next thursday 10 a.m on facebook linkedin and youtube have a wonderful day guys take care, take care.